Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Morning Coffee. I'm Jess. And I'm James. Hi, Jess. Hi, James. Long this, time no pod, bro. I know. This is technically our first podcast of 2024. Oh, yeah. Our last one was on New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's our 10th episode. 10th episode. 10th anniversary. Happy Potiversary. <laughs> Potiversary. I don't know. <laughs> you can't do an anniversary every episode. That's like if you're in a relationship and you celebrate every week that you're together. It's a milestone. It's just a milestone. Okay. We also got a new cat. If you start hearing random cooing noises and scratching noises, that's just him being a menace yeah, in the background. There's no way we're going to be able to keep him silent. So he's like playing right now, scratching around. I actually had to put his toy away that had a bell on it oh my god what the hell is he doing (laughs) (laughs) so if you hear a little bit of scratching and bells and cooing like a bird noise in the background that's our (laughs) our new beloved cat munji means dust in korean yeah he's a dust ball we started a instagram account for him munji with 11 eyes if you can remember to type in 11 11 eyes. eyes Everything 10 and below is taken, so. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess with like new year, new me, uh, just conversations happening all around. Yeah, where we left off last year, I was talking a little bit more about spending more time on me. And I feel like that completely blew up so Mm -hmm. far this year. I've been super busy this year, um, just been nonstop doing like work between my job and then also trying to wrap up some some client work that you know I kind of committed to before I ended up taking a full-time job and trying to get get those closed up um, but it's just been really really busy for me and what came up what came to mind for me is that I was thinking a lot about productivity mm. and I'm always like I, I always get satisfaction out of being productive but then when I have these bouts of like being busy every single minute of the day, I start to appreciate like rest and not being productive. And it kind of reminded me of, of when I was talking to you when you were unemployed and like looking for work, you almost were feeling guilty about yourself some days when you were like yeah. not being productive. and. I remembered something that I think you mentioned this in the past, but like basically giving yourself permission that it's okay to not be productive. And I was kind of being brought back to that moment in like my Mm -hmm. time of being constantly busy, uh, of just wishing like, oh, like I really value being able to like have self-structured time, Mm -hmm. play video games. But even in that sense, when I play video games, I feel like I'm still trying to itch some sort of productive cell. So, yeah, I just need to start like coming back to that practice of giving myself permission to rest. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because as long as I've known you, your definition of rest involved doing something. So when you would take a break from work, you would like find something around the house to fix or you would find something to clean or you would find something to make or create. I'd work on my bike for like hours, like trying to fix my bike or like do some sort of productive thing. Yeah. And even, you know, when you're playing video games, you would like have goals to achieve. And I remember wondering when your brain ever took a break, because even when you sleep, you are always having like very active dreams and so you know it it kind of blew my mind and i think when i was listening to you talk in the intro like i was thinking about how around the time that we met i like shortly maybe 6 or 7 months after we met i made a really big decision to quit my career not just my job but like my career in nonprofit and it was maybe like a almost 15 year career And that, I think, is when I struggled intensely with the idea of productivity because, like, I'm somebody who's been working since I was 14. I've been working since, like, just, I've always had a job. I've never not had a job. Sometimes I had, like, two, three jobs, you know? And so 
that first year of stillness was something that really like battled with that I really battled with because there was like my identity clashing with what I needed which was just to, to freaking rest yeah and then you know right after that COVID hit so all of us were like forced into these periods of rest and reflection but I think one of the things that I realized because I you know I made a decision at the end of last year uh to just be slow I think we talked about this in the last podcast but like I have begun living my life like according to my nervous system in a way and that has changed like everything like I'll cancel plans if my nervous system feels really wired or you know and what I realized was that rest was just an opportunity for my nervous system to just calm down so what's really interesting about the way we spend our weekends sometimes is I would like I love sitting on the couch, napping. I love napping. You hate napping. Yeah. I, I hate napping because I feel like I just wasted like a couple hours where I could have been doing something productive. But like I said, I'm like coming around mm. to realizing how important that is too. Yeah. I think one of the things that I thought about, especially, you know, looking within myself when it comes to productivity over the past few years, uh, there's like a couple of there are a couple of like Twitter threads that blew up like in the past couple of years with regards to like struggle porn. Mm. You know, like the people are like, You're not gonna get anywhere unless you do extra hours, you stay up all night working and it's like, No, you don't need to do that. But if you asked me that like three years ago, I would have been like, Yeah, like you need to put in the extra hours. You need to if you're not working, then you're not hustling or whatever. Yeah. And that's not true. Like I think society like makes us feel like we always need to be productive every single minute of our lives when it's not like you don't need to be like you just need to be productive like when it matters yeah exactly and in some cases i'd rather have like two hours or three hours of like super productive like fully focused focused and Mm -hmm. fully present time than like 12 hours of someone who's like tired and like doing like 20 percent operating at 20 percent because they're overworked and they're not rested and they're not whatever and I've been adopting that philosophy more and more and I definitely feel that in my work when I'm like doing my full-time job from like nine to six and then I start transitioning over to some of my client work from like six to midnight yeah every day six to midnight i'm like operating at like 30 percent, and it's yeah. like that's not like sometimes it's better to just stop take a rest and then at least have like one hour of 100 percent time than like four hours of 30 percent of your like energy level and yeah that's just been kind of coming to mind like lately and i feel like there's a lot of people out there who like beat themselves up because they're not productive for every minute of the day. Yeah. So I think one of the things that comes to mind when I was listening to you talk is, you know, recently we had a period of time where we were like replenishing our savings. And when I think about energy, right, like energy is something you spend, you give it to other people. Um, A lot of the times you give it away to other people and you know a few years ago I had this like revelation where it's like you know the same thing as money like when it comes to energy when it comes to love when it comes to time like I have to pay myself first before I give it all away right or else I'm constantly going to be at a deficit and so if I get a paycheck I put my savings aside first and then I you know give pay my bills pay my whatever and expendable you know play money and When I think about in the context of like money, we had to have a period of time where we were not spending, right? And we were kind of hoarding our energy. We were being really still. We were finding really creative ways to um, keep the money inside, right? And making very intentional decisions like, okay, well, we'll we'll get this item on sale. And we um, regulated our output 
so that our input, you know, magnified. And I think it really helps me to think about energy in terms of like, in comparison to money as just something you spend, something you interact and exchange and something that builds um, and invests and, you know, things like that. And when you're in a period of extremely high output, you are constantly going broke, right? Energy wise. And then you get mad that people are asking you for more energy. You get frustrated that people can't see that you don't have energy because you're at a deficit. So to me, rest is just a period of savings. And, you know, some people can spend a lot and then have a season of, you know, saving and then spend a lot and have a season of saving. And some people spend a little, save a little, save, spend a little, save a little. And, you know, I'm, I think I used to be somebody that was always, always just giving. I think just in my 20s, I was just, I just had energy to burn. I had money to burn, right? But these days, I'm so much more protective of the energy that I put out and give away. And I have so much more like tenderness and care for the energy that I currently have for myself and my loved ones that I feel very careful about nurturing and tending to the energy that's like currently in my bank you know yeah so i'll i'll wake up earlier just to have a slower morning before i'm in like the hubbub of you know commuting and rush hour and meetings like i need even 20 minutes of silence and just staring out of a window because that's how i pay myself first if i'm having a really busy day and i have 20 minutes i will go lie down on the couch and just sit before my next meeting because i have to replenish my savings before spending more you know yeah yeah definitely like i think you know even back to the point where i was like talking about how i want my hours the hours that i do spend working to be super productive and i'd rather like you know spend three hours being at 100 percent, and you know like not instead of spending 12 hours at like 30 percent. i almost feel like similar to the like money metaphor i feel like some people feel like they're more productive because they're using up time Mm. instead of thinking about what they're actually using that time on yes if that makes sense so like i was thinking when you're talking about the money metaphor it was just like oh that's kind of like you know when i was signing freelance contracts everybody wants to pay it last everybody asks like what's your hourly rate what's your hourly rate and it's like you could have somebody who will work 12 hours and not get shit done and you're going to spend, you know, 12 times whatever hourly rate. Mm. I could basically do the same thing in a focused like 3-hour session. So why should we why should I charge you an hourly rate? Like That'd be doing yourself a disservice. Yeah, like you're going to pay someone 1500 bucks and they're going to work 12 like on productive hours and then pay me like $300 for like three super productive hours but your output yeah is the same amount when they can pay you fifteen hundred dollars for those three productive hours and a faster turnaround time and yeah and i feel that way when it comes to when, when people are working and you know when i go back to that twitter post where someone's like yeah if you're not like spending time like extra hours in the office it's like that's all visual right that's not like optics so, yeah like i think people confuse productivity with like like the visual of you doing something over a period of time versus like what is your actual output mm. in that period of time. So I've been learning to like, instead of thinking about how many hours I spent on something, like just looking at what the amount of stuff that like I've created um, and that makes me feel better about my productivity. The other thing too is like a lot of people tend to focus on like that what was the final thing that was created and then they completely forget about the like throwaway work and you know i'm saying throwaway work because it's not that final the experimental the creation phase yeah and when i do designs like you know if i'm doing a website design for someone it's not just one website design there's like 15 ideas the crumpled pieces of paper that like i spent you know prototyping and mocking up exactly and yeah and if there's ways for you to quantify that mm. you know that that work 
like you feel better about the time you spent on it versus like oh i spent like a month working on this thing and it was just this like mm-hmm. five page site is like no like if you have a place where you could like log like the stuff that you did just for yourself yeah so you feel better about it like you then feel better about the time you spent on something and then you start feeling better about like yeah not having to have spent like hours doing things so Mm. yeah like I've been using that um that little card the little checklist thing and just writing all of the tasks that I have to do in each day and I write even the like explore I don't just write the finished products in there I write like the stages of I need to do an exploration on this mm. I need to like start this <laughs> I think that's the thing like everybody when they have like a to-do list they always put the like final the end product as the like line item mm-hmm. versus just saying like I just need to explore today mm. or I just need to start this thing I need to explore today I need to start I that resonates with me so much Mm-hmm. because like just starting something you know we've talked in the past about well, James was a physics major and <laughs> he said these words to me that was like oh I'm gonna marry this guy he's so hot but basically we were talking one day about the coefficient static of friction <laughs> did I get that correctly the static coefficient of friction <laughs> static the static coefficient of friction yeah it's the idea that if an object is just sitting there not moving at all and you need to get it moving from zero like to even get it moving to begin with it takes you more force to like get it from zero to one meter per second versus an object that's already moving the amount of force required to keep it moving at that constant speed is less than getting it from zero to zero to one so the idea is that you know translate this to people and starting things it takes you a lot more effort, a lot more energy to get an idea off the ground from just an idea to like get it to start moving. But once you get that idea moving, it takes less and less effort to just keep that thing moving. So you just need to overcome that static coefficient of friction with, with your ideas, with whatever thing that you want to start today, whether it's like starting to work out, starting to exercise, starting that project you ever like it's definitely going to take you way more energy to get that thing from mm-hmm. zero to started but then once you get the momentum going and you get that thing started it's going to take a lot less effort to come back to that thing every single day afterwards yeah first of all that was so hot <laughs> <laughs> but um but the thing is though just putting the word start like just putting that line item start this on your to-do list like the act of starting is something to be celebrated because it takes so much energy to start something. And I'll also say, I think there's like, um, you know, you're you're somebody who's always starting things. Just generally, like you're, 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 you're a compulsive creator, I would say. Like you need to always be like trying something out. I think this has, has to do with your like productivity compulsion. Whereas for me, it actually takes me a ton of energy to, start something I've been thinking about for years right so I know that in the you know when we had first started dating you changed the way that I saw the beginning of things because the creative process was something that was kind of a mountain to me and when I talk to you about the creative process you break things down into smaller more tangible milestones that create a lot more momentum Mm-hmm. and make productivity make things feel productive even if they don't feel productive right yeah. even just showing up and sitting in front of an easel is an act of productivity and there's like this nagging thought in my mind that almost wants to replace the word productivity with creativity and creation um i'm gonna let it stew a little bit mm-hmm. yeah but I, I think the thing with productivity too is that you don't always have to be doing something or creating something. Mm-hmm. You don't always have to be like making progress towards something. It's okay to rest. It's right. okay to like watch a TV show. Right. It's okay to just like relax and experience stuff yeah. around you. There's um just be present. Yeah, there's a metaphor about uh how um I forgot the name of the mathematician. 
but they're basically there's this uh, mathematician and this this comes from one of my favorite movies called pi uh and the mathematician was tasked with figuring out whether or not the king's crown was made of real gold and the way you could tell that something's real gold is by knowing the like density of the material or something like that and it's archimedes yeah that's right um so archimedes was tasked with trying to figure out whether or not the king's crown was made of real gold and you know the density of gold and he was like racking his brain night after night like trying to solve this problem he would not get any sleep he would just he, he there was like he was determined to figure this out and he would spend every minute of his life like trying to figure out whether or not uh, like how to figure this out without being like because you can't melt it down because mm. you're going to destroy the king's crown you can't do that how do you just take this crown don't you can't melt it down you can't destroy it how do you figure out that it's real gold and after like basically stewing over this and losing sleep and like you know just looking haggard and tired his wife finally told him like just relax take a break like come back to it the next morning and he finally decided all right i'm gonna relax i'm gonna take a bath i'm gonna just like slow down the moment he goes into the bathtub he steps into the bathtub and he sees the water rise in the bathtub and he basically like realizes like oh displacement like if you drop the king's crown into water you could see you can measure how much the water rises and you could do mass over volume that's how you figure out density and i could basically figure out if the king's crown is like made out of gold just by dipping it in water and measuring how much the water rises and he figured that out the moment he decided that he was going to rest and take a bath and then he ended up jumping out of the bathtub naked and running around the streets <laughs> yelling eureka like <laughs> I, I solved the problem yeah and huh. i always think about that because it's like yeah you think that you're you need to be productive all these hours but the moment you're relaxed, the moment you have that day of rest, the moment you take a vacation mm. and you come back, you might just solve whatever it is that was like nagging you or you might complete that project or unlock, you know, that like mm. one clue that would have helped you like figure out that that problem. Mm. Um, there's also this thing, this idea in mathematics too, that there are mathematicians working on all these problems and you know even problems back you know, hundreds of years ago they've been working on like proofs to some of these problems and there's a lot of problems out there that are still unsolved but mathematicians have basically like taken taken it up to a point that if some other thing gets solved then it would like basically solve this problem but then they just leave it there mm -hmm. <laughs> right and then you know years later 100 years later 50 years later that one thing gets solved and then all of a sudden their like problem is solved but i think it takes that step of like knowing like all right let it go this is yeah this is i'm done with this for now like you know it's just waiting on that one thing but i'm okay stepping away from this and then coming back to it once mm -hmm. that like one thing is solved and then you know this problem is solved but you need to be okay with like mm -hmm. stepping away from that thing for a moment yeah or maybe even forever you know um and in your lifetime because someone else will solve it in their lifetime and yeah you've that. done you've contributed to it you've moved the needle yeah i feel like you mm -hmm. you might experience that in your paintings too you'll start oh a painting God. and then you'll like hit a roadblock and yeah. then you'll stop but then the moment you hit you like that inspiration or something strikes you it could be a week later it could be a like year 10 later years later i'll go to a museum i'll see some like revolutionary thing i never thought about all of my synapses will go off and i'll be like oh this is what that painting was waiting for i'll go back with a new skill set or a new take and then it would just suddenly be done yeah it, everything has a time exactly yeah like it could even be that like you're, you're just waiting to develop that one skill mm -hmm. and then that'll like finish that piece for you and if i didn't let that painting rest i would have never discovered the language it needed mm -hmm. in order to be complete to its like fullest potential and then at that point is your time productive like mm -hmm. if you're if you end up spending a year and you like are still waiting to develop that one skill was that time actually productive even if you were like physically actually doing something when all you really needed to do was like go back and develop that skill then come back to it later mm. i feel that yeah i don't know i i have two parallel thoughts that are happening in my head at the same time they're not necessarily conflicting 
but they're parallel. On the one hand, I find that the curiosity of always wanting to absorb new information, the curiosity of always wanting to grow and learn and, you know, experience new things and be at an art museum and consume, you know, consume. I don't know if consume is the right word, but like interact and exchange with other people's creativity. Right. I think that hunger is. A like foundational requirement for productive rest in that case, in the case of that painting, because I had a conversation with a friend of mine the other day, Lynn, about how sometimes we disconnect from ourselves, right? Like we disconnect, we turn away from things, we withdraw into ourselves, we go on Instagram and just doom scroll. We just like, we don't, we don't consider, we don't take stillness to be an act of like nourishment we take stillness as an act of disconnect. And I have a belief that like stillness as an act of disconnect is also not rest because you're still disconnected from yourself. You're not feeding yourself. You're not coming back to yourself. You're just away. Yeah. And the part of you that needs your attention is still not being met. So like, I don't, I don't know how those two interact, but those. Yeah. But I feel, I feel like that's escapism, right? Yeah. If you are spending your rest to basically escape into something that, yeah, you're just like, pulling away somewhere i don't think that that it doesn't even matter if that's productive or not productive that's just not good for you it's like people like you know do you consider rest someone who's like fed up and just goes on an alcohol binge like to bars and like drinks Mm. away everything like is that okay to like step away from productivity or is like stepping away from productivity like taking a bath or like going outside and like sitting in a field and like taking in fresh air for like an hour, mm-hmm. or, or is reading, it, or yeah, me going skiing for like taking taking a day off and going to the mountain and go skiing, mm-hmm. or like so, I think it depends, right? So I think what you're describing is like escapism, and you're that's not what you're to bring it back to your metaphor before. You're not investing in yourself. <laughs> you're like kind of spending yourself away on other vices. Mm. Um, so I think you know the, on the other the other side of the coin of productivity is like, all right, if you're not going to be productive, or you're going to say like this is not going to be productive hours for me. The other side of the coin to me is just like rest, where you're investing in your own self, your own energy, like yeah. what makes you happy, um, and. That's kind of like what I think about too in terms of my energy. I think you described it before. Is this energy that I'm giving to other people or is this energy that I'm giving to myself? Is there a balance in the two? Yeah. Because you're, you know, in the past few months, every single hour has been creating something for other people. Mm -hmm. And your frustration is that you don't get to, even if it is an act of creativity, even if it is an act of being productive, the, the, the difference is you don't get to do it for yourself yeah and yeah no but I, th- I think that's one thread so yeah that that's one thread of what we're talking about as far as productivity you could be productive for someone else or you could be productive for yourself mm. and then the other thing i feel like we're talking about is rest versus productivity yeah rest not versus doing something uh-huh, uh-huh. right i see so I see. are you like not doing something or are you doing something yeah but in some ways where we talk about <laughs> not doing something you're actually doing something okay because right? i want to <laughs> ask you right i i think i think the the two different threads can actually um be clarified with this question what does resting mean to you yeah you know to me it's playing video games okay <laughs> you know and skiing and um like biking you know to me those things are like rest because i'm not like creating something of value i'm like you're just in the moment i'm tickling my like mm-hmm. what i enjoy doing like okay. this is what james wants to do this is what make, makes james happy so i'm going to spend time doing something that makes me happy versus producing something of value mm-hmm. okay okay and i asked that question because i remember having a conversation with your mom and your mom was like when i'm home and I'm resting 
I need to be doing something. And I'm like, oh, that's where he gets it from. Obviously, she goes into but her garden. Gardening. Yeah, she goes into her garden or she's experimenting with recipes or she's, you know, like organizing her freezer or just something. But all of these things bring her joy. These little yeah. like dopamine hits, right? Yeah, I think gardening for her is dopamine hit. Yeah. Cooking. And I don't think it's just the act of cooking itself, but it's cooking the for. act of cooking for me and my brother. Yeah. And like, right. you know, those things give her joy. So you know that's the two separate threads it's mm. like are you doing something or not doing something mm. and then the other thread is am i doing it for other people or am i doing it for myself i think because you know like you said your your mom cooking for other people is an act of joy for herself and so i'm almost wondering if the definition of rest is just doing whatever it is that brings you joy and just giving yourself permission to be in an act that gives you joy without guilt because like napping man i fucking love napping like if i could right and i get a tremendous amount of joy from that and mm. so i just have to be in a position where i'm not experiencing the duality of choosing to take this moment to do something for myself that gives me joy and it's not fighting with the guilt that I'm not producing something for someone else. Yeah. That I think is what true rest is. It's just whatever, even if it's for someone else or if it's for yourself or it's an act of goal set, you know, if it's towards a goal, it doesn't matter as long as it's an act that gives you joy and it's done without guilt. Yeah. You know? And it's also for yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? Because there's, you know, we're a collective people. We're we're nurturers. So doing things for other people is actually an act of joy for ourselves. But the 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 defining thing is that it's something that gives us joy and that yeah. we're making time for it i'm um, wondering what hold on let me pause it sounds like you're gonna say something no no i was just gonna say that i think that you basically named like the feeling that i was feeling or like the advice that i wanted to give after going through my little bout of like being burnt out and everything is that like you should not feel guilty about spending time on yourself to make yourself happy um, and I, I was kind of feeling that when I was like working from 9am to midnight to even 1am some days. And then you're like, take a break, like play some video games or something. But I was like, but I won't finish this thing and blah, blah, blah. And I think part of that also like resistance to taking a break was the guilt mm. that I might feel from like, oh, I spent an hour playing a video game instead of like making progress towards finishing that like client thing Mm. um and yeah i just wanted to say that i was like i think you just named like what i was feeling is this like not feeling that guilt because that time is not wasted if you are spending it making yourself happy yeah i i have this strong belief that the opposite of love is not hate but the opposite of love is um either fear guilt or shame and that the existence of fear, guilt, or shame will uh, diminish love and prevent love from actually doing the magic that it, it is supposed to do, the medicine that it's supposed to do. And my kind of argument in this case is that if resting is an act of love for yourself, the presence of guilt will diminish the, the fullness of the love that you're get, trying to give yourself in that moment. The, presence of fear or the presence of shame will diminish the love that is inherent as you know in the act of rest and in this like capitalist high productivity society there's so much you know you're either um in a survival state and you're driven by the fear of you know rest means i'm not fed my kids are not fed you know i'm gonna die whatever um and that there's the guilt stage and then there's the shame state which is like i'm not a good person if i'm not being productive or if I'm not giving someone else value, then I have no worth, right? And all of these are barriers to rest as an act of loving yourself and replenishing yourself and nurturing yourself so that you can contribute again to society with the gifts and the skill sets that you have. Mm -hmm. It's like imperative, you rest. You don't always have to be contributing to society too right it's true but you i can just contribute to yourself every now and then yeah and when i say contributing to society i'm also just like i'm in that era of connection you yeah. know i'm in that era of like i went through my isolation phase i went through my like you know caterpillar in a cocoon and walled off from the world phase and i'm i'm seeing 
my world this year through the eyes of connection and i also know that like i have a collectivist itch right i'm from a collectivist people like i know how important relationships are to one's well-being and one's growth and one's community and belonging and so when i say contributing to society i mean like engaging and connecting with other people and i I find tremendous joy and value, for instance, in like sitting down with somebody and helping them like unblock, you know, like work through a problem or they have an idea and I love helping them bring it to life. And I consider that exchange. I consider that energy and work, you know, but I love doing it. Yeah. And I love doing it for myself. And so like, but I still need to rest before I do it. You know, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I hear what you're saying though. You don't always need to be contributing. Yeah, I think it's that duality of like, yes, in in this equation we're talking about like, am I doing it for myself or doing mm-hmm. it for other people? And then, am I doing something or not doing something? Some mm-hmm. of the things that you know you do enjoy, it, it, on the surface, it looks like you're doing it for someone else, but in some of those cases, you're actually doing it for yourself it feeds you. because it makes you feel better that you're helping someone else do so and so. And I feel like, yeah, with me and my like freelance like clients, I'm still looking for that sweet spot of like finding a client that I enjoy helping because like helping them makes me happy. And like, I think that's just like a, a magic secret sauce that you won't be able to find just because of the money factor, right? Yeah. I feel like there's a ton of people out there that I just like connect with and like we could work on projects forever, but like, there's no like money you know, as that's exchange. not gonna pay my rent yeah so so like i'm constantly like grappling with that where it's like all right i need to take certain clients that um will pay me but yeah it takes a lot of energy out of me and sometimes those projects are not like the thing i would do be doing myself if i were if i were them and i were my own client yeah but like if you ever are ever ever able to find that secret sauce of like oh you know, me and that client just like the same things and whatever I create that I like for myself, they'll just also like that. That's kind of like, I think that's one sauce. of those rare cases where it doesn't feel like work because you're not diminishing, you're not depleting your energy yeah. by giving it away to somebody. You're in this like dual aligned phase where the act of giving something to someone else also feeds you because it's something you like to do. And I think I, I, I roll my eyes sometimes at this rhetoric of like work until work doesn't feel like work. Like, you know, be your own boss because it'll Mm. never, you'll never work a day in your life. Like that's not fucking true. Like you're always going to have clients that, you know, it's work. It's work. Work is something you do for money. Exactly. (laughs) Money is the primary exchange there. It's not like love. It's not energy. You know, it's not time. like the primary energetic exchange is your time and your effort for money yeah and you know if you are going to restrict yourself to clients that only align with your vision then you're going to be doing that for the exchange of money and so yeah yes <laughs> but i also think that people who are able to distinguish that like then you never have to think about like if work feels like whatever you never have to work a single whatever, whatever. you just said like <laughs> If you're able to distinguish, all right, this is work, this is what I'm doing for work, for money, and then this is what I'm doing for myself, and I enjoy doing it, uh, I think you'll just be like a more satisfied person. Like if you're able to just clearly define what those things are for yourself. Because I feel like when people start muddying that up or they're confused about like, I'm trying to make this thing that I love into something that also makes me money. Mm. That's where a lot of like unhappiness and like friction happens mm. because you're just trying to turn something you love into work and then that becomes something that you don't love. <laughs> and the minute you offer something as work to someone who's paying you, they have a say in what the outcome and the value, like the, the primary values of that project is. Yeah. And that inherent exchange of them having a more dominant say because they're the ones paying you is also sometimes where the friction comes because like, I just want to do what I want to do, man. Like, yeah, but I feel like the designers who fight that and they're like, kind of, it's almost like in their own ego of like, no, but this like what I think is 
the best design is like what you should like also like like the moment you think that you're gonna hate you're you're gonna hate design you're gonna hate you're, the thing that you love you're gonna end up hating and i feel like the reason i like for 15 plus years i'm still in design even though i love design and i haven't like ended up hating it is because i've like clearly defined these these mm. that line of like all right this is what the client wants i want to make this exactly the way the client likes even if in my own personal taste that's not what i like um but i feed that and like oh what are the things that i do like what are the designs and art and everything that i do like and try to create a project for myself where i'm able to do those things yeah. <laughs> that way when i do the other projects that are for other people i don't feel i don't like yeah. not like the craft as much right and you're still able to remind yourself of why you're doing this work yeah and you know just kind of just to bring the conversation back to what we started talking about is that like in order for you to have the energy to do the creative projects that you're itching to do for yourself you need to rest to replenish the energy that you're constantly giving to your your full-time job and your clients and your i guess volunteer work with your you know other startup that you're doing you you, you basically have three jobs um which is so easy to forget on like a day-to-day -day basis but you have three jobs but you i still have to make time to do things that make me happy you need time to rest because the language of i need time to do things that makes me happy still suggests you have to do things and you no, I, I don't <laughs> think there's anything wrong with that yeah because okay. for someone like me that feels like they need to be productive uh, all the time fair. I think Your that's exchange. Yeah. I think something that makes me happy at certain times is sleep mm -hmm. and rest. Like, so if I want to go to bed right. at like 10 p.m. because I'm like that's going to make me feel happy, mm. I need to like honor that and do that. Or that. if it's play video games for all Saturday, yeah, that's because that's going to make me happy. I think it's worth it to invest time in that. And in my own definition of rest to me that's rest whereas for you it might be literally like taking a nap or literally like sleeping or taking a bath or whatever i don't take baths like yeah. that you know but it, it you know what though you're right it changes every day and the act of rest actually must begin with what would make me happy the question of like what would make me happy right now because you know when i was listening to you name the things that make you happy i was like i don't even know what how I would answer that question. And I would say this, the, you know, some of the things that make me happy are making really slow, beautiful breakfasts. Um, I will take a time, I would take time in between meetings to make myself a breakfast, you know, thank heavens for work from home. But I would do that just to give myself like a period of 30 minute delight and that act of delight is an act of rest. Exactly. Um, I, I think will go for, for other, a walk. Yeah. For other people to be like, you're cooking, you're being productive. Like that's like, yeah. so I think it's, yeah, internally right. within you. So yeah. I think for you, you're like video games, you're still doing something, but it's the same for you as like you're cooking, right. right? Yeah, because it's whatever makes you happy. But some days that's like the last thing that I want. Some days I just want, but you know, when I think about happiness, I think about sunlight, coffee with friends. Um, I think also about like biking. Um, just being taking a walk outside just to not be in this productivity place have like shift into a different frequency and just park <laughs> like I just need to park my car um, but I, I agree with you and I take back what I say about rest should not be productive I think it's rest is just an act of delight and you it starts with you asking yourself what would make me happy right now and then rest is also an act of doing the thing for a period of time without any guilt any fear yeah, or say, any don't shame don't feel guilty about it yes and that is like the fullest definition of rest in the context of this conversation yeah because i feel like people you're always going to naturally gravitate towards doing something that makes you happy whether or not you acknowledge that that act is something that's making you happy 
uh, that's up to you, right? Because some people will, you'll go off and cook and then come back and be like, oh, why the hell did I spend like, I wasted all this time cooking. But you didn't like think to yourself like, but that made me happy, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that, that that's a big part of it is like also releasing yourself of the guilt and giving yourself permission to do the things that make you happy, even if it's not continuing to do something for that hour that was like your work or what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. I think the re- other reason why that's so top of mind for me is because I always get really annoyed about with like New Year's resolutions because I'm like, winter is a slow season. Winter is like a natural time of rest for a lot of things in nature including people and i find that this like push to be incredibly productive towards the goals that you set at the beginning of the year go to the gym every day go to the like and when people beat themselves up for not like making these goals i'm like yeah because it's a season of rest you know mm-hmm. um it's a season of stillness and slowness and death and you know so like all things in nature go dormant, not all things, but many things in nature go dormant so that because they're collecting energy to just go full bloom in the in the spring. So like, don't be mad, you know, and so I'm like in this season of like forced productivity, like maybe set a goal for yourself to rest more. Yeah. Well, I think that that just goes back to like, you just shouldn't compare yourself to other people. Fair. Because I watch a lot of YouTube and I can't tell you how many people are making videos like waking up at 5 a.m. every morning, how that changed my life, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, no, that doesn't agree with me because I'm not a morning person. I'm like an 11 a.m. person. So I think, you know, all these people are going to be working out, hitting the gym. Everybody posts their Instagram about like, you know, hitting their new PR or whatever, running. And, you know, I'll say this about myself because I post running posts and stuff don't let that get to you Mm -hmm. and like have like measure yourself against somebody else it's more about you finding out what your own like ruler is Mm -hmm. or like figuring out like working around your own um yeah the way you operate the way you're you're wired yeah reflect on how how you're wired i'm almost imagining that card that you write for yourself and my winter or just considering a winter task item or a winter goal item to be to explore x or a winter goal item to be to start x but not finish you know not be in a state of momentum like winter is an exploratory phase figure out what works for you so that in a much more productive season or a much more high energy season you can go full force and you know what you want and you know what you're doing um, but reflection is an act yeah. and exploring is a, is an act. Yeah. I feel like, you know, a good exercise to do after this would be to like literally take out a piece of paper, have like one page be like, these are things that I feel like I'm being productive. Like, you know, just page for product. Like these are productivity things that I just need to do to like feel like I'm making progress and feel like I'm doing something. And then these are things that just make me happy. Mm. Like these are activities that I do that bring me joy, that I just enjoy doing. And as you go about your life, and you find yourself doing too much on this productivity page, mm-hmm. then pick something out on the like what I enjoy doing page and just mm. do that one thing. And likewise, I think you're bringing this up before, but if you're feeling like everything you're doing is making me happy, try to do a product fit in a productive task ah. on the other side of it. Like have some balance. I think it's all about, and I hate to bring this back to our cat <laughs> and and Munji and, and cat mojo, but I think mojo is like the word, right? Like you're trying to find this balance of like doing stuff that make you happy and also feeling productive. And once you get that even balance of like, I'm happy and I'm like making progress and being productive, you just hit your mojo. Mm, you, you just hit like, your flow. Exactly. You feel aligned. Yeah. And that, that's like for cats, right? You know, we're yeah. learning up from Jackson Galaxy, whatever, that it's, was it play? Catch, kill? Oh, catch, kill, <laughs> Catch, eat. kill, eat? <laughs> well, the idea is Where's that <laughs> the natural, like, instinct of a cat is to go out, hunt their food, catch that food, mm. bring it back to their thing, and then eat it. And then that's how cats are happy. Like, that's their natural cycle of getting into their mojo. 
So if you're able to play with your, like when you handle your cat's behavior, if you're able to match that cycle, that's within their that instinct. natural cycle. So if you play with them first, get them like worn out, let them take their like toy back and like play with it a bit. And then immediately after that, serve them their food so that they get their food. You're like playing with the natural instinct of the cat. And that's when the cat hits they're like mojo mm. we have to do that as humans too. like figure out what your natural cycle natural cycle is and then mm. you know cater to that cycle and you'll hit your mojo okay i was worried where this was going but that got deep okay <laughs> i can see where you brought that in um i think that is uh really interesting to think about this year because again like you know your natural i think your natural dna is to be doing stuff your natural dna is to be like just creating things and so just figuring out a, whatever your cycles are to really nurture that and like align with that would probably allow you to be most in your mojo your flow i have to reflect on what that is for me um because i'm definitely not the you always need to be doing i'm you know i love being slow i love taking my time um so that's really that's nice food for thought i also wanted to go back to your the 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 list you're talking about about things that make you happy i actually love the idea of having a list as almost like a menu um i remember watching i got really dis like like just lost in this video um there's a creator on youtube called how to adhd and one of her recommendations for folks with ADHD is to have what she calls a quote unquote dopamine menu because a lot of ADHD is not like a lack, it's not attention deficit, it's motivation deficit and motivation is often linked to dopamine anyway. But one of the things that she recommends is having like, you know, your like healthy menu items and then your like dessert menu items. So like video games might be a dessert menu. Mm. You can't always eat dessert. It's not good for you. You can't always be on Instagram. You can't always play video games. That can't be all you intake all the time. But sometimes it's really nice to have that hit. But then have a list of other things that bring you dopamine or in our case, joy. And the value of having that menu is that when you're in the moment sometimes it's very overwhelming to figure out what you want at the time especially if you're burnt out or you're yeah. stuck in a free state or you're stuck in like a triggered state and you yeah. don't know how to get out of it to come up with something yourself is actually quite overwhelming so to have this like menu in your pocket and to just pick out something can also be incredibly valuable um, to just keep you like gently moving along. Yeah, I totally agree with that because when I'm in those high, like, I've been working all night. Oh, fuck this. Like, I'm just going to play video games. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it would be good to like, yeah. Look at your just... list and be like, maybe I need to go for a run or maybe I need to like have some freaking vegetables. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah. That that's... resonates. Yeah. Cool. Nice. So we've got homework for mm. until the next podcast yeah i think it'll be really interesting to revisit that mm -hmm.